Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Chelts. Oh, we did mess it up a little bit last week by talking about the Atletico Madrid game as if that was to come. But here we are before, so let's let's just forget we ever talked about it. And I'm sure we'll have a little chat about the game that's coming up against them. But um, it's been a it's been another interesting week. Um, we do feel as though maybe we're turning the corner. Do you think we're turning the corner, Mr. Andy Saunders? Well, not if, not if Chelsea Twitter's got anything to do with it, we're not. Apparently it's an utter disaster, it's the end of the world, and Thomas Tuchel's a disaster and Frank could have done a lot better. I was actually talking about life, I hadn't even got to football. <laughs> Blimey, you steamed right in. Okay, forget well, football. a football podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But we are known for talking nonsense, as we Do got you mean told on Twitter. Turning a corner, as in life. Well, that's because you've had life. the vaccination and you've had COVID, so you're well, all no, right. Have, you're all right, Jack. I haven't had the vaccination. Oh, haven't you? I thought you. No, had. no, no, no. Oh, no, I've right, just okay. had COVID. You had no. COVID, right? Okay, but. But you do feel as though there's a mental sea change going on that people are seeing potential end in sight with vaccinations and things going on. Well, as we as we speak, obviously, there's going to be some announcements about, well, hopefully lifting some of the restrictions in light of the data that's coming through. Um, And, you know, one of those things will be being able to play outdoor sport again, which is nice. Grassroots football, whether that gets us into a stadium anytime soon, I, I very much doubt it. Um, but yeah, I think we're all heartily sick of it now. I think we all want to do the right thing and make sure that we don't have to do it again. So not lift it too early and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I've been a very good boy and I know you have as well, but I'm heartily, heartily bored of it now. And, uh, you know, I would really love to go and sit in a restaurant and see some friends and, you know, have some people over and all that stuff. I've just, you know, I'm, 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 I think I'm like a lot of people now where it's like enough already. 
let's move on. But you know, if if we have to if we have to keep doing it, we have to keep doing it. I'm certainly not a, an anti-mask or an anti-vax or anything like that. I think we have to be sensible about it. But you know, as you say, I think there is light at the end of the tunnel, and and you know, good news on the horizon. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree, and it, and it is kind of weird, you know. Um, I, I have to keep things in perspective because having had it now, you kind of think, oh, well, you know, maybe the world can continue as normal, but it's still you've got to carry on doing the right things, as as we're saying, you know. And yeah. I mean, my wife's been vaccinated, but I haven't yet. Um, so you know, she, is she, that just because she's a much better person than probably, you? Probably, yeah. Well, she is, um, and, and yes. that's prob- probably the reason. Um, but, uh, you know, she's had it and she said she, you know, it made her instantly feel more positive about everything, um, which I can totally understand, you know. So I think we're up to, what, 18 million people in the UK being being um, vaccinated now. So, you know, we're getting to the point now where the data is going to suggest that, you know, we should be able to start lifting things and, and, and getting back to some some level of normality. I'm I'm quite interested to see if because it's my birthday tomorrow and I'm very How old very are you again? old. Remind me. Enough, enough. Sixty, enough. right? Yeah. Happy birthday to you, incredibly old you. I thought you were going to say something else there. <laughs> so was um, I, and then I realised it was a family podcast. Exactly. So, How do you feel so, about that psychologically? Uh, I the don't big know. Six-0. Well, look, I mean, after things I've been through, I, I never thought I'd see 40, let alone this. So, yeah, I'm, every day's a bonus for me. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing I'm kind of really gutted about is that I won't get a... You can't know, have a party. A, no, I can't have a tube and bus pass because I don't <laughs> live in London. Uh. I think it's so unfair. I think everyone should be allowed well, them. Why, why? Why would you need a tube and bus pass if you live 250 miles away? Just so that I can come down like some silly old bloke and go, but I've got my tube and bus pass. I've well, always that, wondered what you like. in, spent your entire life in London. Yeah. And the last, what, was it five years up in middle of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Brilliant. so... I love that. So unfair. <laughs> no I bus really pass am. for you. Well, no, don't you get... Do you get your bus pass at 60? I thought blokes, it was 65, or am I wrong? No, it's 60. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it's so... At least... Well, hopefully somebody will tell me, no, 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 you've got to be much older, and then I'll be happy and I won't care. Yeah. Um, I, I get free prescriptions now, so, or yeah. tomorrow. Which That's is, nice. Yeah, great. I Any other benefits, my... or is it just the slow march towards the Grim Reaper now? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's I, I don't know what the other benefits are, other than I am now officially much wiser than anyone younger. I mean, which is obviously true, you know, um, as you well know. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what the benefits are. You just keep on going. Do you going, get a reduction you? on your season ticket? Well, I, no, I bet that's no, 85. Well, no, well, but because there is a, an OAP, um, there is an <laughs> OAP reduction, isn't there? I just had a slurp of tea and just you talking about me with the term OAP just scares well, the living are. hell out of me. But I tell you what, at least at least you're not going to be what I'm going to be, which is a what grandfather is in May. Ah, oh, well, no, you that's know, fantastic. That you, I mean, it's fantastic, but it does make you feel old. But um, yeah, yeah, so we're old. We're, you know, we can't do this again. We did it last week. We did the old codgers. No, exactly. We can't. We can't be. What's it called? Statler and Waldorf on the Muppets every every week. 
yeah, but luckily, because we're old, we've forgotten what we said last week, so it's all fresh to me, and <laughs> uh, I'm quite happy with that. So, so yes, uh, it, it has been uh, a funny old week. Um, football, it looked as though we were the, becoming the great invincibles, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a strange week. I mean, I suppose we probably should get on and talk about that that game against Southampton. Now, just to start us off... Um, I saw you picked another team again this week on on Twitter. How did that go this week for you, Andy? <laughs> well, you know, like a lot of these things, it was it was a guess. I mean, can, can I can I just say the team you picked actually I think was exactly the team I would have picked. I'm going to be hands up on this one. I'm I'm not you know dissing you or anything. No, no. It's what you would pick, considering if we we had looked at the way he's been planning things, the way he's making certain partnerships work, this is the team you would have picked. So, well, yeah, what did I'll you tell, pick? I'll tell you what I picked. I picked Mendy in goal, Rudiger, Christensen and Aspie as a back three, Hudson, Adoy and Alonso as wing-backs, Kovacic and Jorginho in the middle, with Werner, Mount and Giroud up front. And the actual yeah, the- team was Mendy in goal, Aspilicueta, Zuma uh, and Rudiger. Um, which we'll come on and talk about. Uh, James and Alonso as the wing backs. Kante and Kovacic in the middle. Mount and Werner was right, but Abraham up front, who'd recover from fitness. And I did say if Abraham was fit, he'd probably play. But you know, it just goes to show that he's 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 not predictable in his team selection. No, no, he really isn't. Um, and just what before we get into that, I just had a quick look on the website, and and actually, you're referred to on the website as a senior citizen. <laughs> So do I get a discount? You get a discount. Yeah, I don't know what. It doesn't say what age it is, but essentially, in the Matthew Harding stand, you're. I think you're paying seven hundred and fifty quid. Is that right? Something like that. It goes yeah. down to three hundred and eighty pounds oh! for a senior citizen. Oh my god, that's brilliant! But oh, do do I get taken to my seat and everything? <laughs> if that's true, it's true. I'm, but I don't oh know what my... age it is. I don't know what age you're a senior citizen at Chelsea. Oh, yeah, you're going to dash my hopes. Somebody's going to, I'm going to get cop it tomorrow on my birthday, aren't I? The 23rd, just so everyone can send me presents, parcels, whatever you like. Problem um, is that nobody will be able to use your ticket, will they? Because they won't be seizing you, because you'll be the, by far and away the oldest person. So there won't be any other senior citizens, you know, so, so nobody will be able to use your ticket. I don't even know if it works like that. Of course it does. Uh, well, you're, you're allowed, other people are allowed to use your ticket yeah. at any time. Yeah, but I don't think they're allowed to use it if it's, a, if it's a, a, um, a discount ticket, unless they're eligible for that discount. Interesting. God, there's so many drawbacks. Yeah, but look, if we're back next season in the ground, I'm not missing a game. I'm really not. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll come down on the... citizens are 65 and over. Oh, No. So you dash my hopes, you lift me up and then you knock me down. That's there just the story of our friendship. Jumba wumba. <laughs> get yeah, knocked down are... and then you get up again. Oh, God. I wonder if there's anyone young enough to listen to this who goes, what is he talking about? <laughs> right. So what are we talking about? The team, the team set up. Oh, what are we talking about? We're talking about Athletic Madrid. <laughs> no, old age pension. No, yes, your team selection, which you yeah. did qualify by saying if Tammy was fit, he would come in instead of Giroud. Yeah. So I got the front but, three, right? 
Um, I, I didn't, I, you know, Kovacic and Jorginho I, I, I picked because that's what he's been picking, but I, I like the fact that Kante came in. Um, I thought he would stick with Hudson-Odoi, and that's obviously one of the big stories of the, of the weekend, which we'll come on and talk about, but he went with James. Um, and then Zuma over Christensen. I don't know if there's an eye on, on the Champions League with that team selection or uh, Atletico tomorrow night um, or, or what, but, you know, there were a few, I, thought, I, I certainly raised an eyebrow a little bit of it, I think. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, there were, on the whole, I didn't have a problem with the side. My, okay, if you want to know, my immediate thought was uh, Zuma and Rudiger together in the back three didn't fill me with confidence. No, uh, that, for either me, pla- not either having, player on their own, fine, yeah. but together, a bit too lumbery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought, and I, and I did wonder not having a a, a, a centre back that could, you know, work with the ball out of defence. Um, you know, both of those are not great with the ball at their feet. Whereas, you know, Silver's good, Christensen's good. That's one of his strengths. You know, and not having a ball playing centre back in a three, I thought was 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 an issue, and and I think so it proved. Yeah, I, and look, we we can understand that in some ways he is having to think on his feet, think through games. Sometimes you can't tell about players until you play them in a match. And maybe it looked great in training. Maybe Christensen, who's had a few knocks in the last few weeks and has played quite a few games, maybe, as you say, he thought he'd give him a rest. Maybe he kept an eye on the game on Tuesday. I don't know. Maybe just thought, well, this is a good time to just let him have a little bit of a rest, have a blow and get those two in because... He's never seen Zuma and Rudiger in a match situation. Yeah. Um, well, maybe, you know, maybe maybe it was inches. You know, maybe, maybe it was height. You know, because he was concerned about Vestergaard and Bednarek coming up for set pieces. You know, who are who are units? You know, they're big. So maybe he was thinking there's not a lot of height back there. You know, and we really need to you know to to, to compensate as Piliqueta and Rudiger, who are not huge. Uh, you know, with a with a with a big centre back. You know, Christensen we know is not the most dominant in the air. Um, so, so maybe that was his thinking. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's one that's open to conjecture. My conjecture would be we will never see Rudiger and Zuma in the same back three again. Not in a back three, Um, I don't think. No, no, it just just didn't work. Um, So, okay, we had a a bit of an issue there to start with. Um, But I would say on that, I mean, the only reason that Zuma and Rudiger were playing together was because Silva wasn't fit. You know, I mean, Silva would have played if he'd if he'd have been fit, or if he wasn't being held back for Tuesday. So, you know, it's not it's not his is never going to be his first choice. No, but you do the signs have been that Christiansen is the understudy for Silva, yeah. which makes you think possibly there was an issue with Christensen and he just didn't want to take a chance. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we don't know. I mean, he seems very honest when people ask him questions, Tuchel, but no one ever asked him that one, which I, I would love to have heard an answer to. Yeah, um, I was surprised because- that nobody picked up on it. And, and you know, if you look at Atletico as well, and you look at the, the, the they're not an aerial team. You know, they're very much a ball-playing team. They've got Suarez up front, who likes the ball to feet. You know, you, you're going to need um, ball-playing uh, centre-backs. You know, hopefully Silver's fit. Hopefully Christensen's fit. You know, they're both players that can, can deal with, you know, deal with the ground game, as it were. You know, Southampton, even though they've, they've got that kind of Ings um, factor, um, and and Redmond up front, you know, who also ground plays. I mean, it was all about the set pieces uh, for Southampton, although obviously they hurt us from open play. Um, so I just think it's a different a different mentality going into tomorrow's, to, to tomorrow's game. Yeah, and we'll see. Um, I would have thought 
it, it's a big one to for Silver to come straight back into. I mean, not that I've got a problem with him, um, but I would have thought whatever happens, Rudiger will be playing. I don't think it'll be Silver and Christensen. I think he trusts Silver and Rudiger. As I've always said, Rudiger for me is not a leader of the line, but he is a very, very good lieutenant. If he's mm. got and you, and you see the way that Silver talks to him and and if he's got somebody in the centre. Rudiger looks a much more confident player if he has somebody on his right-hand side who he trusts. And I think he's looked as though he's trusted Christensen as well. Uh, when it comes to, when it comes to um, Zuma and him, well, they've, they've had very little time recently on the field together. It, it just felt wrong. And I suppose you look at their first goal, um, that would be something we could talk about in a minute. But let's carry on with the, the team lineup. So we had those and then we had the wing backs, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Alonso, who's, you know, keeping his place. He seems to trust him. He likes him. You know, we, we don't know, you know, what, what his thinking is, but I would imagine it's for his attacking abilities. Um, and again, inches. I think he provides a little bit of cover at, at set pieces. Um, I think a few people were surprised not to see Chilwell. I think Chilwell may play tomorrow. Pretty sure he will actually play tomorrow. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how, how the dynamic between those two works. I don't think Alonso had a particularly good game yesterday, uh, uh, at the weekend. Um, I thought Reese James did okay, but wasn't massively impactful. I think, in fact, you know, it was a pretty turgid first half performance, lacking in energy and lacking in, in rhythm, to be honest. Well, as, as everyone has said, you know, the the inability to do anything really meaningful in the last third. And, and let's not forget, this isn't just a problem with Southampton. We faced this issue quite a lot over the last couple of years. Um, and it came to the fore again. The, as you say, the, the turgid is a very good word. Um, it was sluggish. It it was laborious. It was walking Nobody, pace at times. Yeah, you know, this absolutely. is not Serie A. This is the Premier League. You know, I think you need to if you're going to play uh, uh, an offensive game, if you're going to play on the front foot, which I, you know, get the impression that Tuchel wants to do. He wants to take our game to the opposition. You've got to play at tempo. You can't play with that 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 slow build up walking place attitude. You can't do it. You know, and he he said he was very happy with you know the game in the 80% of the pitch but the 20% of the pitch he wasn't you know and, and I think or the last 20 metres he called it and uh, or the final third as we would say and it just wasn't there was it that they weren't creative enough I don't think even if it was a, a you know an issue of movement the movement seemed okay it was just when the opportunities came the decision making was hesitant it was timid it wasn't decisive and I don't know whether that's an issue of confidence and a hangover from you know a poor run of form under the previous manager um, I'm not blaming the previous manager but maybe it's a hangover from that um, and they're just not playing with the kind of swagger and confidence that we know they can. I think when, when that clicks, all that other work behind them, I think it's going to be good because we, we broke the press really well. I thought the transitions were good. I didn't have a problem with the system per se. It was just what we did with the ball in the final third. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, I would also say Southampton were very resilient. Teams that have played that over the last few weeks against us, that kind of system have broken at some point. And, and Southampton, to be fair, they kept it together. You know, they'd had, what, six losses on, on the trot. They came into this game needing something. But they had their heads in the right places. And 
we just didn't respond. As you say, if we'd have torn through in the first 10 minutes and got a shot on goal and shown them what we were about, it might have been a different match. But the longer it went on, the more worrying it became. And it was interesting. I, I thought Timo Werner kind of summed up that first half for me mm. because he wasn't coming inside as he has been doing over the last few matches. He was really, really sticking to the to the line. And that seemed to be a, a little bit unnerving for everyone else because that rocket who suddenly comes in and then takes somebody on wasn't there. And look, you know, let's not forget, he's just had a run of some very good games. So yeah, maybe it's just played too much in too short a space of time. What was interesting, listening without the sound on, the two people who were copying it from Tuchel through the first half were Werner and Mount. Why were you listening without the sound on? No, without the um, crowd crowd noise. Right. Yeah, and you can hear. And he was really going after Werner and Mason during that first half. Um, You would say it worked because we'll come on to Mason in the second half. It seemed to do something to Mason. He seemed to be the only one who was a driving force in the second half, particularly. Um, and Timo, less success. But again, it could be just too much football. Well, and yeah. we're, we're all finding things out about this squad. Yeah, we are. Um, I mean, the players are, are finding things out about Tuchel, about how he wants to play. I mean, what are we? how many games in now are we? Five, six? Um, of the Tuchel? Seven. Seven, okay. Seven, blimey, that went quick, didn't it? Um, yeah. You know, seven games in. I mean, it's it's you, you normally would say ten, wouldn't you, to, 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 to really get a sense of what's going on. I think seven games in, unbeaten, a couple of draws in there, but otherwise wins. Um, and I think that Tuchel, I think, has got a very clear idea about what he wants from players and the system that he wants to play. And he's having to to almost kind of reset some players or reboot some players men- mentally to get into the way that he wants them to play. And I think that that always takes some time. So that, would take the, that would take time with anything. If you were working in a job where a new manager came in and wanted to change your working processes, that, that would take a little bit of time, wouldn't it? You know, just mentally to, to, to get into that. You know, let's not forget... Timo Werner's been man of the match in the previous two games. It's not, you know, sort of an ongoing problem. He seems to be finding his feet again. I thought he didn't have a particularly impactful game. He didn't really affect the game. I thought Mason Mount was great, and I thought Kante was amazing. I thought those two players showed energy and drive and momentum. I just thought around them there was a... just didn't seem to be... It just didn't seem to be working as well as as perhaps we hoped it would. Um, you know, following the you know the previous games, but that's you know, going to happen. Um, and you know, their their goal their goal was a disaster. You know, I just thought it was an awful goal to concede. Um, but there's no reason to think we couldn't have gone on and 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 won the game. We just didn't. We just didn't look decisive enough in the final third. But again, I think that goal that was born out of not playing together because normally. Aspie would have funneled him towards Zuma, I think. You know, Aspie was the only one of the three who could see everything. And I'm not blaming him. This isn't player blaming. I'm just saying that sometimes that connection between your centre-half and a three, it takes time to find that. And it, it just looked as though we got caught cold. I mean, it was, a, it was a fantastic finish. You can't take anything away from them. And in principle, it was a very good goal. But... When Tuchel looks at it, I'm sure he would say that was an avoidable moment. It was avoidable because the centre-backs were just so far apart. 
you know, and it just didn't, you know, she gave them a clear run down the middle. Um, I just just thought it was a disaster and unnecessary and we, we should have been sharper. But, you know, hopefully we'll reflect on it and we'll learn from it. They'll they'll show the tape, as they say, and, um, and, and we'll tighten that up, you know. But again, that's not, I don't think, our first choice back three. Um, Kante and Kovacic, you know, Kante hasn't played a lot of football recently so you know maybe he's a little bit rusty um neither's alonso i mean there's there's all sorts of excuses but i don't want to make excuses that's a game we should have won against a team that had nine nine first team players missing should have won that game uh they they were six you know six losses on the bounce before they played us uh, so it's frustrating but you know a lot of people turning around and going well you know it's no better than under frank and frank would have won that and all this crap it's like enough already you know it's not frank you know frank's gone you know, love him. You know, love him to death. But he's gone. We've got a new manager. We have to support the new manager. I genuinely think the system works. What he's trying to do in terms of moving the ball from the back to the front in transitions works really well. I like it. It's up to the players to rediscover that confidence and that belief and that passion to 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 affect it and to and to implement it that that's what i think i don't think it's all on the manager i think i think the players have got to take a certain amount of responsibility for for implementing what he wants them to do yeah i, I i'd agree with that i i would also say that you know previous managers have suffered with this group of players at times yeah yeah um you know and as I mean, always... who knows how many how how many points you know Frank would have got if Timo Werner had buried some of the chances that he missed you know under him you know Timo Werner's shocking compilation of misses you know um, you know could, you know could have you know could could have seen us play with a lot more confidence and a lot more verve you know who who knows but again we I think we just could have would have should have yeah exactly <laughs> we've got to keep moving forward in a straight line we totally. can't be kind of taking one step forward and two steps back and going yeah but there's no yeah buts it's like you know that was a draw it wasn't a loss you know other teams around us you know did us a favour a little bit um, it's fine no you know no foul no harm uh, we move on should have won it but we didn't but let's make sure we learn from it and we progress. And I think all we want to see is progression moving forward. There's going to be a few blips and a few bumps in the road along the way. There always is with a new, a new manager. Um, but, you know, let's not all kind of lose our heads and start going, oh, no, we only drew a game we should have won. It's awful. I know we're seven unbeaten, but, oh, it's terrible. I mean, I just grow up. Yeah, and on the day, Southampton deserved something out of that game. They played were very, well. very good. They played well. They defended yeah. well. They had a good shape. I mean, let's, let, let, let's, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Hassan was a good manager. He's a good manager. Yeah. I mean, he came, he came, you know, highly rated to the Premier League. Um, he's been absolutely terribly hit by injuries, um, but he's taken a moribund, relegation-bound Southampton and turned them into a decent fighting unit. So I don't think, it, you know, it, playing against a tactical brain like that and, and coming away with that result, that's no need to, you know, to think it's the apocalypse. No, and I have to say, on their side, the player that impressed me most was that Dnepro. I mean, he got absolutely creamed several times in tackles, a couple of which were very borderline as to whether it could have been far more serious for us, but they, they stuck to it. Yeah. Um, he played well. I, 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 thought, I thought Romeo played well. I thought Minamino played well. Ings was quiet. Redman was, you know, was, was patchy. Uh, Wal Prowse didn't really hurt us too much with his deliveries. I mean, you know, the, and the defence were very good. So, you yeah. know, there's, you know, and, and a sort of patched up team like that, you know, playing, a, you know, a team on the up like us, uh, you know, you have to give them some credit. You do. Exactly. And also, there, there, are, there are other things in this game that didn't work for us for me 
Kante was alongside Mason, probably the the two men of the match, uh, as far as we were concerned. I thought Kante... It, he rolled back the years. He suddenly looked fit, and it was something. First twenty that, minutes, there seemed to be three of him on the pitch. It was extraordinary. You know, he was just getting in there uh, and just pulling the ball out. Uh, and it was interesting to note that Tuchel beforehand said, "It's great to have Kante back in the side. Now he is finally fit." So obviously, there's been an issue. That's why he hasn't been playing as much, and he's been coming on as a substitute. He's been nursing him back to health. I'd be very surprised now. Uh, and who knows? We can't read the manager's mind. But I'd be very surprised now if he leaves the first team for anything other than a good rest at some point wow. or because of an injury. He loves uh, Jorginho. Yeah, maybe. But he loves Jorginho. He loves Jorginho and, 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 and Cover. Um, you know, I think he's wedded to this idea of a double six. Who knows whether he changes it for certain games? Who knows if he changes it for, for Atletico? Um, but I know he really likes it. He's played it a lot in his managerial career. As we've said before, he wanted to sign Jorginho, um, and he likes him. So I don't think it's a given at all. I mean, I tend to agree with you. I mean, academically and, and intellectually, it makes sense to, you know, to, to, for Kante to play if he's in that kind of form. And, you know, and, and again, he's a, a player that's been highly praised by the manager. Uh, but I would say, who knows? Question mark. Yeah, that, that's that's my point. I know, but I, know. I, I think I think when he see he's learning more and more about the Premier League. He's learning about the intensity. Kante, when he's fit, works. So he will have to cho- choose between Jorginho and Kovacic as to who pairs with him. I think. Um, again, we we will see. All will be revealed. Kovacic didn't have a go. good game. I was just going to say he didn't. Have he a good didn't game. do his. Yeah, you know. Okay. He's been very, very good since the manager came in. You know, there, there is part of you that worries that players raise their game when the manager comes. And, you know, maybe the honeymoon period is over. I don't know that, yeah. you know, maybe he thinks he's done enough now so he can take it a little bit easier, which, of course, you can't do. I don't know. Could have just been one of those days. But his passing was off. His movement was off. And again, that might be because he hasn't played with Kante for a long time Mm. in a game like this. So there's a lot of things that I'm sure Tuchel will be ticking over in his mind. The the one person I'm really very worried about at the moment, um, and I, I don't know whether it's because he's not sure whether he's to be a pivot up front or an out and out striker, but he often seems a yard behind where he should be, say in the box, that's Tammy. He's mm. become, I, I think Tuchel called him, ineffective. Um, and I do fear for him at the moment because I think Tuchel's job with Tammy is to get him on the right track to be the kind of striker he needs for this side. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he has been ineffective. I mean, look, there's a lot of, been a lot of criticism of Tuchel for his bluntness and brutality over the weekend. And we'll talk about CHO in a minute, but I kind of like it. I have to say, you know, all this, you know, watching Match of the Day and, you know, the the three pundits going, oh, you can't do this with young players. You have to, you know, you have to wrap them up in cotton wool. It's not good for their confidence. You know what? Bollocks to that. Bollocks. It's like, you know, these are elite footballers playing at the highest level. And if something like being hauled off or substituted or called out by the manager or being given a harsh truth by the manager affects their mentality, then maybe they don't have the mentality for this level. 
because it really yeah. shouldn't. And that, that's, what, that's what I would say is, well, let's talk about Callum Hudson-Odoi because, it, you know, it, it is the kind of elephant in the room this week. Um, you know, he came on at halftime. Uh, he played, a, he played a, a part in the goal, but then was substituted 30 minutes later by Tuchel, who then subsequently said that he didn't like his energy and he didn't like you know, his pressing game and he didn't trust him, essentially, is what, is what he said. And, and he and, said he was losing easy balls. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and he, he laid into him you know, in, in the post-match. Now there's an argument to say you should probably do that behind closed doors. But I like the fact that Thomas Tuchel was aware that CHO is a fan favourite um, that he's somebody that the fan base love um, and and you know get behind and I like the fact that he knew that and he tried to explain his thinking behind it now maybe the Chelsea fans just don't want to hear hard truths maybe they just don't want to hear that and it's a la 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 I'm not listening situation um, but a manager that comes out and go I did this and this is why I did it and I'm always going to be brutally honest with you about why I did stuff you know what I like that Kerry Well, I'll tell you something else as well. This isn't the first time this has happened with Callum. Three managers have now criticised his effort. Sarri said that Callum Hudson-Odoi wasn't ready to sacrifice to do the defensive work for the team. Frank said he needed to do more in training if he wanted to play. Now, Tuchel has said all the things that he said after the game. So there is a bit of an issue, and I think you've had three managers trying to find the right way to connect with Callum. Because if you look at the last game that we played, the, the, the abiding memory for me after that game had finished was uh, Tuchel with his arm round Callum Hudson-Odoi and Callum Hudson-Odoi smiling and leaning his head in under his arm and they're both jovial and both joking. And we now see the ruthlessness, as you say, of Tuchel. But it's no different to managers before. They've said exactly the same thing. Tuchel's Tuchel's thing now is how does he make it work? And I'll tell you something, it really wouldn't surprise me if he starts against Atletico Madrid. I I think it's almost given that he will. And I think that Tuchel's... You know, I I, I get the sense that Tuchel is is an absolute straight talker. And, and uh, you know, he will tell it as it is. He will give credit when credit is due and he will criticise when criticism is necessary. You know, Frank Lampard, after the Leicester game, fulminated in fury in his post-match about players not running, not sprinting. You've got to make... He didn't name anybody specifically, but he threw the team under the bus by basically saying, I gave them a system, they didn't implement it, they didn't run around enough, basically. For me, that's when I lost a little bit of faith in Frank. You know, I lost a little bit of faith in him because I thought, why are you throwing the players under the bus by not, and you're not actually telling us precisely what you mean? Because if it's just they didn't run around enough, that's not good enough for me from an elite manager. You know, Thomas Tuchel said, it was this, it was this, and it was this. That's why I did it. Now, he's the manager. He gets paid the big, bu- the big bucks to make those decisions. He will get hired and fired on those decisions. So if he's got the balls to come out in a post-match you know, uh, conference and, and make those points, I can't honestly see what's wrong with that. And if a player like Callum Hudson-Odoi sulks or has a mental crisis over it, then you know what? Perhaps the elite level of football that he's playing at isn't for him. Yeah, and by um... the way... I don't think it is. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think he will. I think he's a strong character. I think he's, he's come back from a terrible injury. He's forced his way back into the reckoning. He's played an unfamiliar position. He's excelled at it. I get the sense that he's hungry and he has an ego. And I think what this will do was make him want to prove it more. 
I genuinely think he has the strength of character to do that. So this well, isn't a criticism of CHO. This is me saying I actually think it's the kick up the ass that he needed. Well, look, we'll find out. But my take on it is I think Frank was trying to articulate similar things. I just think Tuchel's done this longer and expresses himself better. But the main issue for me is that Tuchel, look, what this does is hide away the fact that Tammy had a bit of a mare in that first half. Nobody's talking about that particularly. But what it shows is Tuchel's actual belief that Callum Hudson-Odoi is worth spending these words on him in public to try and make a point. Callum Hudson-Odoi should be happy that he's been singled out by the manager and that he thinks that much of him that it's worth his time not to just go, hey, look, it's a 20-year-old kid. He's obviously got an attitude problem. Get him out of my sight. I think there's I'm, a lot to be interested. said for that, Kerry. I genuinely yeah. do. I think I think there's a lot to be said for that. You know, in some weird way, he should be flattered that the manager did that. You know, a lot of people are going, "Well, why didn't he take off Alonso? Why didn't he take off Werner? They were having crap games. You know what? Because they were doing their jobs. They were actually doing their jobs. They were chasing. They were pressing. They were, you know, they were doing what they were asked to do. The problem is, Callum Hudson Odoi you know, probably wasn't having, you know, a, a, a much better game than either of those or a worse game than either of those. He just wasn't doing what he was asked to do. And, you know, the manager is basically saying, if I give you an instruction, you have to follow it out. Now, if Werner goes out there, I mean, I don't think anybody can fault Werner's work rate. You know, even the, the biggest Werner doubter out, doubters out there will, sh- will, will, you know, will shrug their shoulders and go, all right, he, he does run, he does chase, he does track. Same can be said for Tammy, same can be said for Alonso. The problem that that CHO had was he wasn't doing that and the manager had specifically told him to do it. And if you're a manager and you send a player out in a crucial part of the game where you're trying to win a game that you should win and the player has essentially ignored your instructions or can't follow your instructions, then I don't have any problem with him hooking him. And and bearing in mind, this is not the first time a Chelsea manager has done this. Mourinho did this with Matic against Southampton in 2015. And Matic afterwards... Sorry? Sorry, carry on. And, and, and no. Matic afterwards, you know, a, a few years afterwards, said it was the making of me in a way. You know, I, I actually, you know, it made me really pull up and think and reflect about myself. Um, you know, Mourinho's somebody that's done this, you know, throughout his, throughout his career. If he feels that a player is not adding to the group or not doing what he's been asked to do, if he's not being, if, if he's a soldier that's not carrying out instructions, he will hook him. So it kind of reminded me a little bit of Pete Mourinho. And, and Pete Mourinho, I think, you know, we all loved. You know, we don't like Mourinho now as much, but, you know, Mourinho 2004, 2005, um, you know, this is exactly the kind of thing he would have done. Um, well, and he did it with Joe Cole, didn't he? did it with he? Joe I mean, Cole, yeah. So and it, that, was, that was interesting to hear Joe Cole talking after the game on, on TV about how it had happened to him with Mourinho. Um, but whether it would work with Callum Hudson-Odoi, he didn't know that he wasn't sure. Who knows? We. This is the point. He's now set the challenge for Callum now we'll find out now we'll start to see because Callum needs to show that actually yeah it's going to be a difficult I I should imagine this morning at training would have been a little bit nervy for everybody but they'll get down with it they'll get on with it these are professional footballers and now we'll find out what the makeup of his personality is. So all he's doing is calling out everything that we need to know because we know how good Callum Hudson-Odoi 
can be. We also he know that yet. we've got Atletico Madrid, we've got Man United, we've got Everton, we've got some really big games coming up. And, you know, what he's essentially saying is this system, this system will only work if everybody buys into it, if everybody does their job. If I select you and give you a very specific task, you bloody well have to do it. And if you don't, you're absolutely no good to me. And I don't think that's a bad message to be sending to any football team. You know, no. I think that, you know, that, that if he's coming and saying, you know, I was bought in to get us into the top four and to win trophies. I was bought in to kick this squad into shape. I was bought in to stop the slide. And the only way to do that is to get you to all buy into my vision. And if one of you doesn't do it, it affects the rest of the group. That's essentially what he's saying. Yeah. I, and, and also, there's, there's another side of, of this. He needs to get a message out to certain people in his squad, obviously, that you've got to find a way to play the right way. I mean, ironically, you know, that he said that he makes decisions to win games. Well, his substitution didn't work out. Again, you know, Ziek, who's had such a poor run of injuries, um, he came on didn't really make any difference at all um it's, it's a shame, it didn't, a it's shame it didn't work because it kind of undermined his 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 uh, his decision but you know what i like the fact he made the decision you know he didn't just stand there with his arms crossed looking befuddled um you know he didn't just sit in his dugout you know sort of scowling you know he got on that touchline expressed his dissatisfaction made a bold move it didn't come off but the key there is bold move. You know, it didn't work with Zayek. And, you know, a lot of people afterwards were, you know, were using that as a stick to beat him with. But the, what they're missing the point. The point was that he saw a winnable game and he tried to affect the game during the game. I like that. Yeah. And OK, well, moving on from that. Um, Do you like I it? Would, yeah. I, I, well, I'll like it if it works. We're, we're, that's the thing, so, isn't it? So, we're so in you're this... down on him because it didn't work on that occasion? No, 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 no. I mean, the the, the calling out of players, we'll see. I oh, think no, I, get... I meant about the actual kind of affecting the game during the game. That's what I was talking oh, about. Oh, he's trying to do it. Absolutely. No, sorry, yeah, misunderstood. No, yeah. I totally like him trying to do it, going, I'm going to put a different kind of player on in this situation. As I said, I don't think it works because I, I don't think he's fit enough yet. No. I don't think he's up to speed with the, the Premier League. It was just one of those things. Um, but I like the idea yeah. that he tries to elicit change during a game. Mm. It's it's the only way in this league. If something's not working, don't keep doing it again and again. Try something Definition else. Definition of madness, isn't it? You know, doing yeah. the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result, expecting a different result. You know, and it's, it's uh, you know, you've got, to, you've got to be bold. You've got to be bold exactly. if it's not working. It's particularly in games like this where it's like, we have to win this game. They've made, they've got nine people out injured. You know, they're on a six-game losing run. We have to win this game. So there wasn't any acceptance that, oh, well, you know, they're playing okay and we've done all right and we get a draw, that's fine. It was like, no, we want to win. And, you know, I want that winning feeling back. I want that, you know, I want that fear factor back. And the only way we're going to do that is to... To play as a fearsome unit with some confidence and some belief okay look we should cut to a break then when we come back i just want to have a little special mention about mason mount and the atletico and man U games coming up here's the break if you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct Something that's less Mr. Bean and more Steve McQueen. Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. 
from dope 250 watt city bikes to Harley Bobber inspired 750 watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back. Andy, um, we've kind of left the Southampton game behind in certain ways, but one player who I think showed that he responds to Tuchel's uh, beratements, as it were, um, was, was Mason Mount, who in the first half was still pretty decent, but Tuchel, as I said, was having a go at him constantly. Uh, and in the second half, yet again, Mason Mount stood head and shoulders above everyone else, showed that, I have to say, I think I've said it before, he will end up as Chelsea captain within the next couple of years. I'm certain of it. He drove that team forward. Sadly, all the component parts that came up with him weren't quite in the right shape uh, for, for finding the victory. But he goes and wins the penalty, gets up, scores the penalty. He's got something magical about him every single game. He's very rarely the person you don't notice anymore. Mm. Do you know what I really like about Mason Mount? He looks like he loves playing football. He plays with a joie de vivre. He plays with something really passionate in his soul when he plays football. And I think the fans get that. They understand that. I do. I respond to it. You know, I, I, I love that when he walks out into a football field, it's like, this is the best job in the world. And sometimes you just don't get that off the other players. You know, you, you, get, the, you get the sense that it's a job. And, you know, it's, you know, not a chore necessarily, but it's not something that they love doing. I think with Mason, it's like, oh, I would rather, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. This is, this is where I belong. And I think he brings that energy to a team and a belief in the team. And when he presses, he presses with full commitment. And when he takes someone, he takes them on a hundred percent. And I think that 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 you know that that energy um, and the fact you know all the backstory. He's been at the club for you know since he was six years old. He, you know you can't imagine him being anywhere else. And I totally agree with you. I think there's an absolute case to make him the captain. You know in in, in the not too distant future. Um, he, he's made himself undroppable, absolutely undroppable. I mean, if if he was dropped, I think you know it, people would rightly turn around and go, "Wow, there must be some plan." in place if he's been dropped. Yeah, and also, I, I just go back to thinking about that Wolves game. And I spoke to people beforehand and saying, I'm afraid Mason Mount, it's over for him. He's he's not, it's obvious what's going to happen here. You, you said know, he's that. Gonna, he's, no, 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 I didn't. People right. that no, I people spoke said to that said right. that, that, um, that this was it. We're going to just be playing more experienced players. He won't be, you know, he's worked for other managers. This won't work here. And that's seven and a half minutes when he came on for Wolves. And you just saw that kid roll up his sleeves and go, right, I am going to show you why I should have been playing for the other 83 minutes here. And it's absolutely true. Yeah. He drove everyone on. And you look at him, He's not a particularly big lad. You know, he's slight of frame, but boy, has he got strength in him. Has he got thought? Okay, occasionally he misses certain passes, but he's trying to take Chelsea forward. And it's something we've talked about over the last year and a half that we play or have played too much sideways and back. His first thought 
is to be one side of the ball and be heading towards the uh, the opposition goal. Yeah. And I love that about him. He's and he's still direct. got stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And he is always looking to do something with the ball. But. And to see. So, but, yeah, go on. But. Okay. I want to see him add more goals from open play and assists from open play. That's what he's got to add to his game. The potential is there. You know, I've just I've eulogised about him because I think he's a brilliant player. He was brilliant against Southampton. Head and shoulders, as you say, above everybody else. And he scored a penalty. Um, and he won the penalty, which was great. Um, but, you know, I just want to see that other aspect of his game. I want to see that. And, you know, it's almost, it's, I'm flattering him in a way by saying, I just think you can be incredible, Mace. I think you can be absolutely world-class, but add that element to your game so that when you walk onto a football pitch, we almost assume that you're going to assist or score a goal. Yeah, and to be fair, he's doing that. He is scoring more. You know, he's, he's I would think, what, he scored... Twice in the last four games or yeah, something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So he I is want to see him there. score between it. ten and fifteen goals every season, more if possible. Yeah, absolutely. At but pre- Premier League he's, goals. He's pretty decent work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Don't get me wrong. It's not this. I'm just saying. Look, you know, if we're, <laughs> if we're looking, if we're putting a microscope on Mason Mount, um, you know, he he's an absolutely formidable prospect for us. And what, how lucky are we to have him? He's going to be an incredible player for us. Hopefully, for the whole of his career, and go on and you know have a trophy, uh, a cabinet full of trophies, and and all the glory that goes with that. I genuinely think he can do that. I wouldn't say that about all our players, but I think he can. But you know, to do that, you know, we know what the temp is the template is Frank Lampard that's the template and what Frank Lampard had that he hasn't got goals and assists and I want to see him do that now a lot of people might turn around and go you know what that's not that's not the the, the um you know the biggest part of his game but you know and I accept that that you know maybe his role is to you know provide the energy and the tempo and to drive the ball forward and be direct but I just genuinely think he's capable he's capable of doing that so that's what I want to see you know what I I think he is the John Terry stroke Frank Lampard of his generation. I think For us, he will definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 without a doubt. I think he could become Mister Chelsea. He's a talisman. He he. Well, yeah. he is Mister. He is Mister Chelsea at the moment. He's a he's a talisman, you know. And no, but and, I mean, he will be the one lifting the cups. Well, he'll I, be the one on I, all the. The images you see around the ground lifting another trophy for Chelsea. We, I, ju- know, I just think he's got something there about yeah. him that he just will be. Uh, you, you know, the man for for this generation. I, I really I, hope so. We've you know we've wanted this for so long. We've wanted an academy product to come through and you know and develop into a world class player and 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 be the the beating heart of a successful team. And I think you're right. That that absolutely could be Mason Mount. Yeah. All right. Well, look, let's move on to Atletico. Um, funny side. They, they, you know, they're, they're top of the league. But they lost. But they've had a, yeah, they've they had lost a, to Levante. A, yeah. Now, whether they've got one eye on going to Bucharest, which, you know, is not the simplest place to go to half the time, as in time and travel. Um but there is something about them that they have actually changed their system after 10 years of playing 4-4-2. They're now playing 3-5-2. You know, there's, there's all sorts of signs that we could get something out of this. The, yeah. the Spanish league is not as good uh, this year as it has been in the past. No. I think, I think this is the best opportunity to play them, depending on the side we put out and how motivated we are. Well, a couple of things about that game against Levante, which they lost 2-0 on Saturday. I mean, first of all, <laughs> they absolutely 
battered Levante for most of the game. And the Levante goalkeeper um, uh, had an, an absolute, uh, Cardenas had an absolutely um, storming game. Um, but, you know, they, they created loads of chances and, and we were kind of unlucky. Uh, one of the goals was an own goal and the other goal was in the 95th minute when, when, when Atletico. So he can't really take an awful lot from that. They are top of La Liga. They have been impressive. The one thing that really came out of that was Jimenez got injured. One of their centre-backs who's been one of their key players this year. So that, that's going to be a blow for them um, because he's out for three or four weeks. Um, but you know the Suarez factor is terrifying. You know Suarez has got a new a new lease of life there. You know he seems to be a man on a mission. He's absolutely banging them in, um, and he's going to be an, a, a huge handful um, when you know when when we play them. So I'm not probably as confident as you are. I, I think they're a, a, a pretty formidable team. Yeah, I think they are, but I, I think we can get a result. I'm sure we well, can we get can a draw. we can always get a result. We can get a result in any game. You know, I mean, you're right. I mean, who knows? I mean, if the if the chips fall right and the stars align and all that sort of stuff and somebody has a great game and, you know, Werner suddenly, you know, but you know, breaks into you know into you know into into a run that you know sees him banging him in. I mean, who who knows? I mean, it's fascinating. What I would say is this: is this this Atletico Mateen is is the team that Diego Simeone's been building for years now. You know, he he came as into the uh, La Liga as as the kind of disruptor, the you know el terrible. Um, but he's built a really solid and and unified team that play proper you know, in properly impressive football. So it, it's going to be a very, very tough ask. So I'm, I'm very much managing my expectations. But if we win, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, I just don't think they're the, the finished article at the moment. I, I think there's a chance. I don't think they've been tested properly this year. So okay. it'll be an we'll interesting see. conversation hey, look, next Tuesday then, won't it? Absolutely, <laughs> it will be. When we're 5-0 down after the first That's leg. That's my fear, go, mate. That so, is my fear. <laughs> yeah, no... I, they don't score enough goals. Um, well, it's so, not. Uh, it's not in Madrid, which helps. It's not. It's not at their stadium. I mean, it's in Bucharest. So you know, that's so unfair, isn't it? Well, Can you yeah. imagine if if you were a Madrid fan, or say they were meant to come to London? In fact, are they? Yeah, are they allowed to come to London and not? Yes, they are, aren't they? They don't yeah. need to do quarantine. Mm. It's only the other way round. So you know, I do think that actually both legs should be played at a neutral ground in this situation. Great, it works out for us. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not frankly. Carrie, that's all I right. care about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you keep so, you keep your fairness. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> All right. So, what's your prediction for that then? I think they're going to. I think they're going to win the first leg. Um, but I think I'm hoping that we get an away goal. So I think two one to them, and we'll, but we get an away goal, and then we you know we we do something in the in the return leg. Okay, I'm going to go two nil to us. Bloody hell. Tammy Abraham and Callum Hudson-Odoi. Wow. Callum Hudson-Odoi. I'd love that. Callum Hudson-Odoi hat trick and a T-shirt. And a T-shirt with F-U raised to the manager as he slides on his knees in front of him. Or reveals, I'm listening now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see. Okay. And then, luckily, we've got a nice, easy follow-up game uh, to, to come back to this country and play at the weekend. In Manchester United, who, to be fair, under Solskjaer, have been a bit of a bogey side and a thorn in our side, haven't they? Well, you know, they're, they're developing into a half-decent team, no doubt about it. I mean, they've got some, definitely got some firepower up front. Um, I think it's going to be a very difficult game. I think it's the kind of game 
that Tuchel will like because I think it'll be a strategic game. I think that he can plot and plan this one and and prepare for it against these, for want of a better expression, smaller teams, the slightly more desperate teams. It's difficult, you know, to you know to to, to plan strategically. But you know, United are going to want to get on the front foot. They're going to want to get the ball the ball up to their front players, which will leave gaps on the field. Um, it's the kind of game that a strategic manager would relish. I think so. I, I'm more confident perhaps than some about Man United. Okay, so what's your verdict? I think we'll, I think we'll win that one 2-0. Okay, um, yeah, I think we'll be able to play more football. I think we'll be able to work out what they're up to more. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go for three-one to us. I'm going. I'm going to caveat what I say. I'm going to caveat what I say with if our players can find a way to be decisive in the penalty area, because that's what it's going to come to. Because he can put the best plan together that he wants. If our players can't put the ball in the net because they haven't got the, you know, the courage or the bravery or the decisiveness in front of goal, then it's all moot. Well, okay. So in the in the Atletico game, when when Callum scores and he reveals his "I'm listening now" against Man U, we need all the players up front to be listening. So they'll reveal shirts that say "We're listening now." So okay. yeah, I, I let's see how Thomas takes this week on because I think this is it. It's fascinating. Yeah, the honeymoon's over. The honeymoon is over. What does that so, even mean, though? It's like well, it doesn't it, mean anything. It means. Well, no, because everyone I know gets what, I know time. what it means. I know what it means. But I think, I think you know, it's kind of what I was saying. I don't, you know, that, that's not me sneering at the phrase that you use because I kind of get it. But, you know, it, it's meaningless in a way because it's an evolving situation. It's always going to be an evolving situation. It's what we spoke on last week. It's like there is no honeymoon. He came in, you know, with a very set task to do. If he'd have blown the first game against Wolves, the honeymoon would have been over. There's no honeymoon at, at this level. You know, there is no honeymoon. It's straight into kind of like, you know, full-blown marriage. It's like you're in or you're out. It's like you're married or you're divorced. It's completely binary. There is no honeymoon period. I think there has been with the players. I think he has evolved his thinking. I think he's looked at them. I think he's thought about them. And I think now the gloves are off. And okay. we'll either find out if we like Tuchel or we don't like Tuchel. We'll find out if the players like Tuchel or the players don't like Tuchel. They'll like we'll him if they win. We'll find out if Tuchel likes them or they'll, not. They'll like him if they win. You know, yeah, players, exactly. players, players like managers who help them win. And if they yeah, win trophies, exactly. they'll love him. Um, you yeah. know, if they don't win, then they won't like him. That's players, you know. Yeah. Well, let's see. All right, Andy, we're, we're just about out of time. If people want to get in touch with us, what's the best way to do so? Well, we're all big on Twitter, so you can you can get hold of us there. Uh, you can follow us on at Chelsea Podcast. You can follow me on at Mr. A. Saunders. Uh, you can follow Kerry on at Kerry Levy, spelt weirdly, C-E-R-I-L-E-V-Y. Um, you can uh, follow us on Instagram at the Chelsea Podcast. And I'm uh, one true Saunders and Kerry is Kerry Levy one. Excellent. Well, that's it. We're out of time. Thanks, Andy, as always, Pleasure. for being here. And we will see you all next week. Cheers. Bye.
This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links to this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.